when I say, are you making your growth too complicated? I don't necessarily mean, are you learning too many things at once? What I mean is, are you able to take what you're actually learning, turn it into some sort of physical action in the real world, and then, then understand how that turns into growth? One of the problems with making growth complicated is that you're trying to practice too many things at once or or you're not aware of what you should be actually practicing because of the narrative bias. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,314. What boundary do you need to set the most right now? Today, for episode number 1,315, are you making your growth too complicated? I've said this many times. I haven't talked about it on our podcast in a hot minute, but back when I was trying to learn a bunch of unique, specific stuff, Alan's gone, Alan has left, I would say to myself, okay, what do I need to learn the most right now? So yes, I'm learning about mindset. Yes, I'm learning about habits. Yes, I'm learning about podcasting. Yes, I'm learning about speaking. Yes, I'm learning about relationships, whatever it may be. But what is the thing that I must learn the most about right now? Now, yes, we are a holistic podcast. So we want to help everybody learn about life and love and health and wealth at the same time. But here's the interesting thing. Imagine if you, the gym is always a great analogy. We always use fitness as an analogy. Imagine if you've never been to the gym before. And you come to the gym with Alan and I, and I'm like, all right, you're going to squat here. This is how you squat. I want you to pretend you're sitting down in a chair and then, okay, do that. Here are your prompts. Okay, make sure you keep your chest up. Take a deep breath before you do it. Okay, remember that? Good. Okay, now we're going to learn bench press. I want you to retract your shoulders and then try to push your armpits to your waist. Keep your chest up. And then you're going to go down till the bar touches your chest and you're going to push it back up. Okay, you got that? All right, good. Now we're going to go do deadlifts. Okay, I want you to... <laughs> And I'm just giving you all these things. You might be quote unquote learning or growing, but the problem is for most of us, our learning and our growth do not actually connect until we practice it. And it's very, very hard to practice, let's just say, doing relationship check-ins and then saying, I'm going to also track my finances now and figure out like how to understand my finances. I also want to learn everything I can about fitness you might learn stuff, but it's going to be very hard for you to actually take that and practice it. I remember we used to go to the gym with our buddy, Mark Metry, and I would lead the workouts. We would go to Dunkin' Donuts, we would mastermind for an hour, and then we would go work out for an hour. And my only intention was to take Mark through one muscle group. So today we're going to do legs. Let me teach you everything you need to know. Let's practice it. And then eventually, three or four weeks down the the road here, you'll actually understand the progression of what we're doing, right? That was my that was my goal in that. What an what? interesting time! I just that thought was an back interesting to time. when we were Dunkin' Donuts and we were yeah masterminding. We had a lot more time on our hands. We had a lot more time on our hands. We had a lot more time on our hands. What but, a trip, huh? Looking back, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a trip. It's definitely a trip. the 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 point of that was if I just said to Mark, "Okay, 
we're going to do, we're going to work out five times a week. These are the the four exercises we're going to do each time. Do you know, do you get it? Are you good? Okay, cool. There's a big difference between that and actually taking action and having the opportunity to practice. So when I say, are you making your growth too complicated? I don't necessarily mean, are you learning too many things at once? What I mean is, are you able to take what you're actually learning, turn it into some sort of physical action in the real world, and then then understand how that turns into growth? That is the goal of this episode. So we've talked about this in past episodes, but it's been a long time. I want to talk a little bit about unconscious competency. An unconscious competency is something that you do all the time, easily, without even having to think about it. But it didn't start out that way. A perfect example of this would be tying your shoes. Every one of us knows how to tie our shoes, but when we were a little kid, we learned how to do it. And we went through the four levels of quote-unquote mastery. So level one is unconscious incompetence. In other words, you don't know that you suck at the thing. So you don't know that you don't know how to tie your shoes until you try. Then you realize you do know you don't know how to tie your shoes. That's called conscious incompetence. So now you're aware that you don't know how to tie your shoes. The third level is conscious competence. You learn from someone, the bunny ears, how to tie your shoes. The fourth level of mastery is the one that we eventually get to if we do it and practice it to Kevin's point long enough. That is unconscious competence. One of the problems with the self-improvement industry, and Kevin and I try really hard not to do this, but people who have unconscious competencies are teaching you how to get results that they got with an unconscious competency that you are not conscious uh, competent at yet. Let me explain. All right, let's say we have a client uh, who who does group coaching and fills the group, and they they coach a group of I don't know ten people for a uh, nine session program, and they crush it and they do super super well, and then they sell a course on how to do that. Okay, here's the problem. That person is 47 years old. They are already a world-class speaker. They already have a brand and millions of dollars to invest in their business in order to get those leads. They already are set up for success long before. This is the analogy that I use. Movies are amazing and I'm a huge film lover. Love film. Just finished Avatar 2 yesterday. Oh my God, so I love that film. But here's the problem. There's something called a narrative bias. Have you ever heard of narrative bias, Kev? Okay. A narrative bias is when you start the movie, uh, what's, what's a good movie to reference here? Let's say 300. If you've ever seen the movie 300, King Leonidas is already a king. So in the movie 300, it's about the Spartans and it goes back to his childhood when he wasn't king and he was sent out into the wild to kill a wolf and, and to prove himself as a Spartan warrior. That's basically, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes of the film. And then the rest of the film is when he's already King Leonidas. He's already 37. He's already gone to war, you know, dozens of times. He's already got all of the competencies. So we see all of the like, oh my God, this dude's ripped. He's so capable. He's amazing. But we don't see any of what got him there. We don't see the 37 years before he was king. How did he even earn becoming king? We started the film when he was king already and so again weird analogy but this is happening all around us especially in this industry you see someone who has a best-selling book and what you don't realize is that they had 13 years before that blogging 
And that's not including the books that, that they never published or the blogs they never published or the LinkedIn articles they deleted, like I've deleted my old crappy ones. James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits, world-class, unbelievable book. Everyone should read it. It's so good. But what you don't know is it took him 13 years of blogging behind the scenes before he was good enough to actually write and publish that book. And what you also don't know is the real book was 700 pages and the publisher plus him and plus his editor honed it down to only 250 pages. And so you're not seeing the behind the scenes. And so again, to bring this back to, are you making your growth too complicated? One of the problems with making growth complicated is that you're trying to practice too many things at once or, or you're not aware of what you should be actually practicing because of the narrative bias. And I think that what Kevin and I are trying to do in each episode is give you one thing that you can go and apply. At least that's what we try to do. Hi everyone, my name is Amanda. I am a dental hygienist and a mom of two teenagers. I was first introduced to Kevin and Alan about three years ago. So that led me to book a consultation with Alan and I showed up to that call in the lowest spot that I've been at in my entire life. He is a good human that genuinely wants the best in your life, your future, your love, your relationships, your wealth, and you have the chance to be in the same room or on the same call or have these two in your life in any way, then you are blessed. It's hard too, because there isn't necessarily a checklist for growth. For you, if you're out there, your growth is different than my growth, and my growth is different than Alan's growth, and what's required of me is different than Alan, and vice versa. I remember, this actually brings back fond memories as well. We're, we're, go this, we're going way back though. We're going like maybe... 17, 18-year-old Kev, back when I used to work at the gas station. I was probably older than that because I was like the leader at the gas station at this point. But I used to train people. When somebody would come, they'd be like, all right, Kev is the, I don't know, the guy. He's the full-time guy who works. Like, he's going to train you. And I remember you. I would never train somebody about everything on the first day. It's just like, all right, have you ever pumped gas before? No. Okay, cool. This is how you do it. Boop, boop. You hit the button for 20. Awesome. When it goes... Just keep an eye on it. This one, this one doesn't have a preset, so you can't hit 20, so you just got to memorize how long it takes. And like, okay, that's day one. You're, you're good. Now, how good, are you, or, uh, how good are you at counting money? Scale of one to 10. Ah, I'm not that great. All right, cool. Here's a wad of cash, because we used to carry around wads of cash, like thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars at a time. I'm only going to give you, I'm going to give you five 20s, I'm going to give you five 10s, I'm going to give you five fives, I'm going to give you 25 ones. Cool. Just make sure, you take your time counting, okay? Now, again, I'm already doing all this in my head of like 20 regular. I know this person's license plate. I know we charge it to this. I know this person wants super. I know this person's a not a nice person. I know this person's the sweetest person ever. But that's, if I try to teach you all of that on day one, you're in trouble because you're not gonna be able to practice it. You can only practice so many things when you're just starting. And what would ultimately happen eventually is we would get to the point where I would teach the person how to close up the gas station. And this is where you take all of the money you've accumulated for the day, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. You cash, you do the cash register and make sure the numbers match what matches on the gas pumps. There's a lot more that goes into pumping gas than you think. And yeah. then you drop it. You drop it into this safe that's bolted to the floor. You shut the lights off, you lock the doors and you're done for the night. That's it. But that is not something you learn on the first day, right? I've trained, a, it's interesting. I've trained a lot of people being a foreman and and being the 
the leader, the shift leader, I guess, at many of the places I've worked. And it's always like, what can I teach you today that you can practice for the rest of the day? Cool. Tomorrow, I'm going to teach you something different that we can practice for the rest of the day. Just another example. When I worked at the weatherization job I used to work at, so we would go into buildings and our primary, primary objective was to make the building more energy efficient. That's it. What does that mean? We work in attics, we work on doors, we work on windows. Simple, not hard, right? But everything is a little bit different. When you're working on a window, it's different. You need different tools, you need different ladders, you need different drills, you need different caulking. When you're working on doors, everything's different. So we would literally go and I'd say, okay, today we're just gonna do doors. Don't worry about the windows, don't worry about the attics, don't worry about above the ceilings, we're just gonna do doors. That's it. Because I want you to get practice on the stuff. Door day. Door day. And we would literally just hammer out 15 or 20 doors. That was it. That's all we did that day. So that's kind of, that's, that's really the goal of this is I think one of the reasons it's so hard to go to like an event or download, a, like listen to a book. I remember I listened to uh, Breathe by James Nestor. It's a book all about breathing and how breathing affects you and how you're supposed to breathe through your nose, but most humans don't. And it took me a long time before I was actually able to implement all the stuff I'd learned. But make sure you have blackout shades. I'm, I've been sleeping with my mouth taped shut, which has been interesting and slightly horrifying, honestly. You wake up in the middle of the night and your nose is stuffy and you can't breathe. It's a little, little weird. But it took me a long time to take everything that I'd learned from that book and then put it into practice. And I think that's just a important understanding for us all to have. The, the last piece I want to bring to this. So there's two pieces so far to this episode. Number one is... Your growth is too complicated because you're trying to learn more than you can actually practice at a given time, at a given time. The second piece of why growth is too complicated is because to Kevin's point with being the gas station guy, you make all that look easy. That's fair. Because you did it for how many years before you trained the person? I was a G. A couple years? I was a G. I was was a G at that point. Yeah, no, probably two, three, four years. Two, three or four years. So you're not seeing the four years that it took Kevin to get to that place and then you come in and you feel so inadequate, so you quit or you stop. This is the analogy. It's like people see, hear us on this podcast and they think to themselves, literally, they're like, I would love to do that. I could do that. And you could. And you should if that's what you're called to. But you're not, you're not going to be as good as we are. You can't be as good as we are. Yet. Yet. You can eventually. But we, it, what you need to do instead is go watch our first episodes and then compare to that. And that's, that's another reason why growth is so complicated is because you're seeing these people that have already put in the hard yards and that part is inspiring. This is the 5% being on the mics that is inspiring and that's awesome and that's wonderful. But all of what we had to do behind the scenes, the 95% of the unconscious competencies that we've had to develop through massive failing forward, all of that is behind the scenes. And so that's number two. That's the second point. The last point I want to make here is this. You have to figure out for yourself what is the most important thing to learn. And this is one of the things that I'm doing in coaching all the time. And, and I was on a, I got a new client yesterday. So shout out to my new client if you're listening. And I said, we need to figure out your dreams. We need to figure out what goals align with those dreams. And then we need to figure out the, the milestones and the inch pebbles. The inch pebbles are the daily habits. And that already that sounds so complicated. So so that's a lot. But those need to be in alignment. So it's like, okay, let's start with the dreams. Like what's your most important dream? 
And she said, well, she said career-wise or, or fitness-wise. I said, let's do career first. And in my coaching, I told Kevin I was going to talk about this. I only allow my clients, allow, it's probably the wrong word, but I only allow my clients to do three goals at a time. The old Alan was too optimistic. The old Alan didn't understand. If you only focus on only one goal, you're probably not going to be holistic and most likely your relationship will suffer or your fitness will suffer at the expense of your goal. So if we only had a financial goal, Kev, and we didn't have any fitness goals or any relationship goals, our relationship and our fitness would suffer because what you focus on is what you're going to improve. And we've had that happen, definitely. Of course. So three goals, I think, is the optimal point where it's one under health, one under wealth, one under love. I'll give you mine and then we'll move forward because I know this episode's long. We do, uh, we do have to buzz because you have a call in five minutes. Okay. So my health goal is 175 pounds. I'm 175.4 as of yesterday. The wealth goal is we want to gross, we want to double gross revenue from 2022 to 2023. And then the, this one is actually technically a wealth goal as well. I want 30 plus peak performance coaching clients. I want the, a bigger roster. I want to coach more. So if you want your growth to be less complicated, you have to know what your most important goal is. And then you have to know what you should be learning and practicing underneath that goal. So if Kevin's goal is to bench press 225 pounds, he needs to be learning more about proper bench form and fitness. If if his goal is to get 40 plus NLPS clients, he needs to be learning more about sales, persuasion, influence, um, podcasting. <gasps> Excuse me. And so not only do you have to make growth less complicated, but you have to know that what you're learning is something that you will apply in order to achieve your goals. And I think that's the last thing I would say is just, and this is the question I wrote, what is the most important thing for you to study right now? There's a reason why the majors in college, it's like in middle school, you learn everything, a little bit of everything. In high school, you learn a little bit of everything. And then you take the AP classes that you really are interested in. In college, you pick a major and then you have specialized classes. And the reason, and then when you do a, P, a master's or a PhD, it's even more specialized, even more specialized, even more specialized. And the reason why is because as you get older, you're supposed to hone your craft more aligned with your goals. And I think that that's another reason why growth is so complicated is because you're trying to learn too many different things simultaneously and you don't really know what you should be learning. No AP classes for the kid. None? Mm -mm. Yeah, they were, they were rough. Not about that life. Not about that life. AP phys ed, if there was one of those, I, I was real good at, at gym class. Very good at gym class. That was <laughs> my sure. favorite. That was my favorite uh, my favorite class ever. Until you get high the push-up school, up challenge? Was, huh? I won it. I won it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I won the push-up challenge. My, Strong yeah, my work. class. Yeah, yeah. Strong work. Yeah. I wasn't going to lose that. I'd, push, I'd do push-ups until I... It was close, yeah. It was me <laughs> and... It was me and um, somebody you know. Ryan Moore? It was yeah, me and Ryan and... And uh, I heard about that. We got we were getting to the end, and it was like I don't know. This guy can't. He's got to be almost done here because I'm in trouble. He was in better shape than people thought. He's in better yeah. shape than me for sure. Yeah, All right, we gotta go. Good job. Right, we're talking yeah. about reminiscing. You got a coaching call. We're gonna be out here losing clients. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number one thousand three hundred and sixteen. Does a life without problems exist? What is this mythical land and how do we find it? As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Keep your growth simple. 
Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.